You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. KYW Original Podcast. Over the weekend in Washington, D.C., Sixers MVP candidate Joel Embiid had an unfortunate, awkward fall after going up for a slam dunk. He landed awkwardly. His left knee was hyperextended. hyperextended. It bent a way that it's not supposed to bend. Uh, luckily, there's no structural, structural damage. The 76ers said that it's a left knee bone bruise, and he'll be reevaluated in two weeks. I want to get the thoughts of KYW medical editor, Dr. Brian McDonough, on the injury. Dr. Brian is not treating Joel, but I would love his medical expertise on what Joel is going through. Dr. Brian, after seeing the play, how surprised or not surprised were you that Joel managed to escape that unfortunate situation with a bone bruise and not something worse? Well, if you see the video, you can actually see where he comes down as he kind of buckles and it looks very scary. I mean, from a standpoint of, I went, oh my gosh. And then when you saw him go to the ground, screaming in pain that also made one think oh my gosh it, it could, you thought it could have really been an acl it could have been mcl it could have been something very severe as it turned out he got away with a bone bruise now the thing i noticed about him over the years is he ha- he has what we call like joint laxity which means that very flexible so when he lands um sometimes you can actually see him go in those types of directions. I've seen that before. And he's had injuries before as a result of that because basically the the area, I know they try to strengthen the muscles around the knee and all that, and they do what they can, but but he is more prone to have it move in an unusual way. Now, the flexibility helps him in a way because certainly he is flexible, but at a certain point, that's when you can get the tear. So he didn't get that. He got a bone bruise. Now, the bone bruise, if you look at it, you or me, I'd probably be out for months and I'd be in horrible pain as it got better and better. They get all sorts of treatment and they can move back and they're also high, you know, basically wonderful athletes who are in great condition at the peak of their life. So from that standpoint, they're predicting two to three weeks he should be back. Do you seem like, do you think that that seems reasonable, uh, you know, at two to three weeks, at least two weeks? Because he's going to get reevaluated in a couple of weeks. Well, the thing you have to do with an injury like that is it isn't always necessarily that injury making it worse. It's do you protect that injury and injure something else? And that's the fear when you bring somebody back. If they're still feeling gun-shy, so to speak, or they're concerned about getting back or they have some degree of pain that's tough to manage, you wonder if something else, like he could, he could irritate a hip or something else because of that. We see it with baseball pitchers a lot. You know, they, they, they hurt their arm because they have a problem with their knee. It, it takes their positioning off. So that's what I'd worry about most. I would think um, it's probably more towards three weeks because they'll be careful about it or they'll bring him back slowly. Uh, what exactly is a bone bruise? What is a bone bruise? 
Well, actually, it is kind of like they described. It is an actual bruise to the area. And um, you actually, if you look at images and x-rays and, and also look at uh, superficial shots of the skin, you can actually see the bruising. What happens is it, it's trauma to the bone because of the way it, the knee moved. Because of that, there was extra pressure on that bone. And that, that's essentially what happened. How limited do you think he may be when he comes back? Well, I think when he comes back, I would expect him to begin to become um, back to normal relatively fast because that kind of injury will heal as long as you give it enough time to get better. This isn't like he had an MCL or an ACL, obviously, where there would either have to be a procedure done or a longer term rest period. Um, You would expect him to come back. But again, these things are unpredictable. It depends on the pain threshold. It depends on how well they heal and and how much damage was done at the time. And like you said, I'm not treating him, so I haven't seen the images. So you don't necessarily know for sure. Right. And I guess the last one I have on this, because because you haven't seen the images, how do you think that he was able to avoid something structural? Because if you, I mean, it's, it's really hard to watch when his knee is bending in a way that it's not supposed to, to bend. You know, you, you, our knee bends, you're able to take your leg and bend it backwards, but his leg essentially bent forward a little bit and the knee bent in reverse so how did how did it not be worse than a bone bruise well fortunately what happened was his legion the structure that's there actually was able to withstand that force and stop more damage from occurring and that's what's happening the knee's kind of buckling and it stops the force and in some cases it just rips right through because the force is too great it's all the way he landed i mean if you look at acl injuries in general a lot of times it's a person just, I remember Donovan McNabb years ago, just stepping out of bounds. He wasn't even hit. You think of all the hits these people take, and then it's just one step. And, and average people, they'll have that. It's just the way the knee goes at a certain point. It can do that. So, honestly, it wasn't time. Well, fortunately, it wasn't worse because he's having a great season and he's playing very well. And the last thing that you want to see for him in particular is to have a season-ending injury such as an ACL or a meniscus or some MCL, as you mentioned. So fortunately, it it was a bone bruise. Want to get your thoughts on some uh, coronavirus-related news. Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth yesterday announced that effective April 4th, they are further loosening the restrictions. The percentage that they're going to allow at outdoor events is 50%, and indoor events is 25%, effective April 4th. The city obviously has to ease up as well, match them or ease up further and then the venues would have to pick the numbers that they want to expand to because right now wells fargo center is about 3100 and citizens bank park is going to be be about 8800 on april 1st which is opening day um when we spoke before several weeks ago uh i the way that it sounded from you is that you did not want to see these venues open at a limited capacity with where we were at in the pandemic Uh, how are you feeling about this now Well, I think several factors here. First of all, I'm much more comfortable with an outdoor venue than an indoor venue, unless the indoor venue has uh, wonderful ventilation. If what I understand, Wells Fargo has really spent a lot of money in trying to do that. So, you know, what we always get with these situations is then what do other people do who maybe don't have those protections, uh, you know, the, the teams of people working on it. The reason I had concerns about opening up, um, is, I just want to see more people have the opportunity and the ability to get vaccinated. So what we have is a reduction in spread and most importantly, trying to keep those 
mutant strains from spreading. Um, the reason I'm worried is not as much about the virus, certainly I'm worried about the virus, but the mutant strains, they take advantage of when people get together and they move more rapidly. And I would just hate to see an uptick because we're moving so fast. Now, this is, this is a combination of science and politics and uh, people looking at financial implications and the social needs of people. There's so many factors brought into this. But, but if I strictly look at it as a physician treating people with COVID and COVID only, I, I, the more time I can get to keep people safe, the happier I will be as we get these numbers up because we still haven't gotten the bulk of the people vaccinated yet. And it's just a matter of we're going to get there. But I tend to be more on the timeline of like midsummer, early summer, based on how aggressive they are. That we're talking about a matter of months. But are we better off than we would have been a month ago? Absolutely. I would just say if you're thinking of going to one of these events, I would go if I was vaccinated and comfortable that I could be safe. But I would also continue to wear a mask and protect those around me. Because remember, even if you're vaccinated, you can still spread the virus. And I worry about those who haven't been vaccinated. And mask wearing is obviously mandatory if you're if you're going to these games, whether they expand it further or not. Um, and I want to get your one, thoughts on this because when Wells Fargo Center first announced that they were opening back up for fans, however many weeks ago that was, or however many days ago that was, a source familiar with the planning process of Wells Fargo Center uh, told me how the building um, is is going by the thinking of that prior to them opening up for fans, about 20 or so NHL or NBA arenas had already previously opened up and there had been no report of a major COVID outbreak resulting from the people in attendance. Uh, What's your reaction to that thought process? Well, I think, you know, the problem with the virus is it's always individual and it's where you are. We've seen, as we all know, these Somebody goes to dinner in one setting and, and everybody gets COVID and the other people could do it and never get COVID. It's, it's a matter of the strain you have, where you have it, and the risk of exposure. But that being said, I think these, these centers are learning from other people and they're taking that knowledge and they're sharing that. I think that's important. Just think about it. Nobody who works at these facilities wants to be at risk either. So you have to look at that. But then the second thing is wearing the masks is critical. Um, If you're vaccinated, uh, the way I feel about vaccination is it's going to prevent you from being in the hospital or ICU to a large extent. So you might get sick, you might get a small case, but you're not going to get what you would have gotten had you not been vaccinated. So if you're vaccinated and you feel comfortable and you really want to do something, it's I would pick and choose your events. And then remember, if you were exposed to people at an event like that, even wearing a mask, be careful when you get home. You got to do all those things. But um, I, I see things happening. I'm more comfortable with outdoors than indoors. But if you can be separated in your own pod and you're very careful about what you do, you get in, you get out, you wear your mask, um, you know, you're reducing your chance of, of, of spread. Well, Dr. Brian, I appreciate your insight on Joel's injury. Uh, hopefully he recovers quickly and, and, and safely and is able to get back on the court because Sixers fans would love that, and he deserves that, frankly. He's playing really well, and I appreciate your thoughts on the news from Pennsylvania yesterday. Stay safe, and we'll talk again soon. Looking forward to it. Thanks. KYW Medical Editor Dr. Brian McDonough. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. 
because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.